Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi. Welcome to Real Housewives of Rewatch. I'm Sue Funk, and I'm here with Danielle from Friends by Bravo. <laughs> I was like, Fuck. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're here with another amazing Roni recap. Season three just keeps giving, and we're on episode three. And let's just hop right in because I'm excited. Yeah, it's, it's this episode. It's giving what it needs to give to keep my attention. Uh, and we jump right into the episode with Luann, I believe, driving from yeah. the Hamptons to the city. Um, because like we learned... you said last week, we were like, there's no way that she's going to live in the Hamptons all week and not go into the city. And so but she's... But I wonder, where does she stay when she comes to the city? Because that is not mentioned. I'm so sure she like has somebody to stay with. Or something, or like maybe I don't know. Victoria stays with her father, and she stays someplace else. Unmentioned, undiscussed question that I had. But I, I just thought it was a really sweet mother-daughter moment, like car ride, because like it's like Victoria showing her shoes that she wants to wear, and like one pair is too old for her, and like even though like Luann is like no, they would look cool, but like they're just too old for you. Yeah, You're, like, like, 14. 15, she's, 14, like, 14. Yeah. She's, like, let's be age-appropriate, which, like, I like I thought about it. And I was, like, yeah, no, those shoes were a little too too adulty. And um, This then, is when heels were all the rage. Women have learned since then. I've, I see them, like, younger kids. Oh, God, I feel so old when I say that. But, like, <laughs> the outfits in the bar, they are not wearing heels. They are wearing sneakers. And I'm just really jealous because that is not – what I got oh, to wear gosh. when I went to the bars. If only. I, know. I mean, I just refuse to wear heels these days. Yeah, obviously. The second the day I moved to New York City, I was like, and heels are done. And I done. never wore them again. And the only time I ever wear them is a job interview or a wedding. There's also an interesting style that Victoria's spotting, which is like a giant dream catcher in her hair. <laughs> like... I'm not surprised. It was, it was of the time of um, 
the feather in our hair. Yeah, but this and, thing was huge. Yeah. This thing literally looked like somebody took a dream catcher and glued it on our head. Um, but it's really sweet because they're talking and um, Lou's like, what did you think about um, Kelly's announcement about Playboy? Or did, or did Victoria bring it up first? I don't know who brought it up. I just know that they discussed Kelly and Clay, Kelly being in Playboy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when Lou says she would do Playboy. Which we're all yes. like, yeah, obviously. Uh, one, well, it's a sweet card. One thing that really grossed me out is when mm-hmm. Victoria says that um, Victoria's friends think Luann is hot. And Luann's kind of like, oh, they do? No, it's not just that. She goes, what did they say? Yeah, and, I'm, and like, I'm like, oh. These are 14 to 15-year-old kids. Like, oh. Like, I, I understand it's a compliment. It's probably it's, nice to be, oh, I'm a MILF, but it, it was just a weird thirst. It was a real, I didn't love that That's the thing thirst. you think in your head, and I feel like you don't say aloud. Yeah. That's how it felt. Inside thoughts, Luann. Um, and then it's cute because uh, Victoria's just like, is Kelly going to like be walking around with her cha-cha out or something? And yeah. I was just like, I am, that's a fun new word for a vagina. I've never heard it yeah. called a cha-cha and I'm here for it. And the, it reminds me of one of my favorite comedy scrubs because, um, do you, are you a scrubs yeah. fan? Um, didn't oh they gosh, call it like a bajinga? Sarah uh, yeah, refuses to yeah. say vagina and she calls it a bajinga. Like she like calls a it a million different names. Yeah. And she's like a doctor and they like absolutely rip on her for refusing to, to say these things. And yeah. You want to feel old? One of my students had never heard of the TV show Scrubs. That made me oh, sad. No. Yeah. Wow. It's one of my absolute, absolute favorite comedies of all time. And it has aged decently well, which is nice. There to are some watch. episodes that have not. There's a few, <laughs> but it's a really, for a 1999 started sitcom, it is diverse. And they cover a lot of different topics. True. And I honestly, the most outdated thing is they use the word slut a lot. There's also like. They objectify Elliot a lot. If you listen to... Yeah, well, to... that's what I'm saying. That the, in the way that that is yeah. portrayed and Elliot is constantly calling other women sluts, but mm. that was very of the time to be using that terminology. But sure. in terms of other things, it's not like you watch Friends and it's like, Ugh. the black people exist in New York City? Who knows? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> and like, gay is always a joke. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, they don't have... But no, wait, I really want to say if you are a huge Scrubs fan, you should totally listen to Real Doctors Fake Friends or no, Fake Doctors Real Friends um, with Donald Faison and uh, Zach Braff. They're so cute together and they have the creator on a lot and um, other people from the show. And it's just sweet to listen to them genuinely like absolutely love each other and it's even better when there are episodes where dr cox is on because he's like absolutely like i love you boys i love you boys so much and it's just so funny to hear him be so nice to them <laughs> that is pretty funny it's yeah, a charming the, podcast huge, yeah huge scrubs fans Derek and i that's that's one of our our shows we watched watch it's a most. fun road trip uh podcast i listened to it with my brother once when we yeah i think we trip. listened to just like the first episode or two uh, in a in a road trip it gets a little um, repetitive they're definitely um uh, but they're they're fun um and i'm glad that they're doing it yeah that's like the the thing that a lot of people are doing like you and i rewatch, re-watch podcasts, podcasts? <laughs> what a concept this is inception <laughs> we're talking about a rewatch podcast on a rewatch podcast Whoa. <laughs> 
Uh, and then we finally we see our first glimpse of New York City. She's well, I guess we saw it in that first episode, but we're officially back in the city. Yes, the Hamptons are over, and we uh, get a Kelly scene. And I loved that there was like a rock and roll music intro. It was like da, 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 da. like I was like, I wow, do that for Kelly. I was like, Kelly is cutting edge. Her kids are just absolutely adorable. And I just they enjoy really all are. of the scenes of her and her kids. I, I, it's just a different side of her. She seems very grounded when she's with them. Well, I'm a fan. there was one moment where I was like, maybe Kelly's problem is that she's hard of hearing. Because her daughter says, like, she's asking her kids about how they feel about Playboy. And her, like, kids are being cute about it. Like, and, like, then she, they're like, well, do you think it's, like, I'm a bad mom or something like that? And they were like, no, you're pretty, you're fun, you do things. And she's like, that's what a good mom makes. And then the youngest one is actually, like, really genuine. And she's like, you work so hard for us. And Kelly's like, you said that I don't make – I'm not hard on you? And she's like, no, you work so hard for us. And she's like, oh, thanks a lot, Teddy. That's lovely. And, like, I was like, that actually was really lovely. Maybe she does have hearing problems undiagnosed that we don't know about. Yeah, I was like, I wonder if there is some, like, comprehension thing. Because it was just like, no, your kid was, like, legit saying that she was proud of you for working hard for them. No, they were really cute. Um, It was just a cute scene. You know, I, I have no idea as a parent how you tell or don't tell your kids about something like that. Well, Kelly tells um, Kelly tells her daughter, if you're not going to say anything nice, and then her daughter finishes it with, um, you better talk to the booty because the hands off duty. Classic fourth grade talk. It Classic was great. Classic fourth grade joke. It was yeah. great, but also, like, she got so sassy with it. She put her little hand up, and she sh- put her little booty up. It was really, like, I'm not one for kid scenes, but I was like, this is quite endearing. Um, yeah. Then we go to Bethany. I don't even want to talk about this scene because you know me. It infuriated me. So no I can end. tell you exactly why Danielle's mad. It's because Bethany is touting her book. And it's not that she doesn't like Bethany being a writer. It's that Bethany talks a lot about, like, food. Like, she's a guru to food geniusosity. <laughs> that's not a word guys i know yep. but um she's giving some speech at this place called learning annex and never... my note actually says i couldn't even figure out i was like what is this speech who hired her why is she giving it i don't understand what she's doing the here. learning annex is like something in new york where it's basically like you can go and watch like famous people talk i think they've changed it to now like it's um the master class series kind of shit that they do where gotcha. it's like rupaul talks to you about being rupaul um, it might have been on me that I missed any intro at the beginning, but my note was confused at, like, what was happening. So that makes more sense. But the part that got me mm-hmm. was the audience Q&A, and there probably was more questions than they showed. Can so I go before about, that? that uh, no, mm-hmm. you go. You go. Well, the first question someone asked involves binge eating. And Bethany just, you know what her groundbreaking advice is? Don't binge. Well, That's what she says. It Just was, don't do it. It was a woman saying, like, okay, so my husband works late, and so we'll, like, go to the diner. And she's like, you shouldn't be going to the diner. You should getting, be getting fucked. They'll order food at midnight because that's when he gets home. Yeah. And so, but, like, so the, the woman's like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, you should be fucking. And he can have the cheesesteak. That's what got me. I was mm-hmm. like, 
oh, okay, so men have no body standards, but women do. You can go, "Mm, I did not like that. She's basically doing stand-up, which to the point where, like, I'm kind of like, why did Bethany not do stand-up? And then I was like, oh, because she's a smart businesswoman and you don't make any money in stand-up. And then I cried over my pizza. The whole speech she had was, like, (laughs) so, like, comedic and the whole thing was weird. Then a guy, what was the guy's question that he asked? Oh, so this very lovely man asks a question that is, like... Honestly, I wish someone would answer this where it's like, I'm single, I cook a meal, and then I feel like I have to eat it for the rest of the week. And she's like, no, you don't. You can, like, like whenever you're cooking for lots of people. Like, that's the other thing. I was just like, bitch, that's not what he said. He was cooking yeah, for oh, himself. Like, oh, freeze it. And I'm like, well, Yeah, no. freeze it. No, and then she goes, then you have a little gay man's TV dinner. And I was like, listen, I know that he probably is, but Why? I know. Why do you have thing, to say that like, about You are him? not a dietitian. You are not a nutritionist. You should not be giving anyone food advice. And well, and, and then she me off. And you want to know what better advice would have been to this man? Learn how to, like, what I would do. Okay, great. You have four pieces of chicken. Season all four of them with different seasoning. You tin foil to separate them on a baking sheet. Do different vegetables, like find ways to pair it, but with different seasonings and sauces mm-hmm. to mix it up and not where you're having to buy a whole bunch of things. That would Frozen be vegetables is also F&A. something that's great for, as a, someone who's a single person, like getting like a bag of different type of frozen veggies. So that way I can also get my protein and then I mix it up with a different veggie, different shredded cheeses. Yeah. Like guys, there's a ways that you can like cook for one. Are you going to repurpose foods for things? Buying yeah. the rotisserie chicken is great because you can do a lot of different things with the cooked 100%. chicken and put it into different things. Like There was such better advice than, oh, just freeze it and eat it at a later time. I'm like, yeah. that's not really that good of advice because... but that, And that's exactly what he didn't want because I do the same thing where I'm just like, I it just sits in my freezer because I'm like, I already ate that and I don't really feel like that now. Yeah. Learning how to take one item and make it like take rotisserie chicken make a small bowl of chicken noodle soup use the other for chicken enchilada and use the other for um chicken fried rice like boom boom like there was oh it just anything to do with her terrible early 2000s 2010s dieting culture just will never not infuriate me because it's wrong. <laughs> she also, and this is the other thing that she was wrong about that really got me, is, like, she was just, like, models. They'll be like, I eat boiled chicken and rice. And, like, she's like, no, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. No, you didn't. I was like, yeah, they did. You have yeah. no idea what they eat. But, like, it's like everybody, like, everyone's different. But, like, I've definitely hung out with models when I lived in New York. <laughs> like, I had a friend who was a model. It's me. She's talking about me. Yes. It was Danielle. That's that's how she gets bottle service. That's how she gets everything. She's secretly a model. Yep. Um. So, but, like, they do eat very little on shoot days. Like, if they might eat other stuff other times. It's not like you. they would never eat anything of substance. But, yeah. Like, and so yeah. it's just. No, again, and to go back to the binge comment, just don't do it binge like having a binge eating that's a disorder telling someone to just not do it is not well she was like it it can be a disorder i'm not saying this woman had one but yeah it it can be a true disordered eating and an actual eating disorder that people need to go to like therapy for 
not just just don't do it well she was like you if you're sitting and eating a bag of chips in front of tv and immediately i was like that sounds like a great idea she was like you just disassociate you're like it's like having sex and not being present and then being like oh did i just get fucked i don't know and she just kept saying like using that analogy like changing that sentence around 10 different ways you want no better advice in that scenario advise the person maybe don't bring the whole bag of chips over to the couch with you pour it into a small bowl put the bag of chips away and then see if the smaller portion helps satisfy the feeling that you had for needing something crunchy that way you sit and you eat and then if you live with that feeling and you're like i'm satisfied or no it didn't satisfy me i want more i think you need to get up and go refill your bowl and that's on having a sister who's a dietitian who's taught me these things <laughs> and reading a lot about intuitive eating which is that's what annoys me she's close to it yeah she's not fully wrong in some of her things but because she's not an actual trained person oh, I'm, i gotta get off my high horse it's gonna but just it's just it, the thing me is, down the is river. that like <laughs> either be a comedian or be a nutritionist don't be both yeah. because i think it was just like the the people in that room like the camera reactions were not like oh my god we love this like people were like what did i just spend five hundred dollars on probably um on to better news and better things wonderful scene and i know i have before but a great scene that we go to next jill and bobby and bobby gets his phone call and he tells jill that his cancer is gone i could literally cry talking about this because they talk about how precious life is and then it just makes me so like i got so upset watching this scene it was just like so so... overwhelming knowing you know unfortunately that it did come back and but i think it was beautiful that like bobby was immediately like let's go live life to the fullest like he was just literally just like let's go be happy like even when she's crying tears of joy he's just like nope all we're gonna do is feel good because i'm here and i'm happy and it was just really it was it was super sweet and it was just it was a very short scene but it was really emotional and really genuine and like maybe Uh, it wasn't the second that he found out but it was just i really yeah i could see that being like refilmed but maybe they knew or whatever it is but no matter what jill's joy was so real that he was gonna be okay I'm so happy she has these moments filmed. And I wonder mm-hmm. if she ever go- goes back and looks at it. I don't know if she does. It was actually just the five-year anniversary of him passing. Um, Allie uh, had posted, like, a whole tribute about it. And it was just really, really sweet because, oh, don't make me cry. I know. Seuss I'm, like, cry. really sad. That's I know. really sweet. I know. It, is that, I feel like I don't think about his mortality when I watch the show ever but hearing this cancer stuff has made me like i never like obviously we know he's passed and but i don't think about it in every scene he's in but seeing this made me made me really sad i think the thing that we can be happy about is that he was like i'm gonna celebrate the shit out of life and he did he really did did. he really like and i think that like even though bobby was always kind of like a very positive force i think from here on out like bobby's just very much like life is short enjoy it <laughs> yeah and then Any it wasn't like can. he passed like i don't remember if it was five years ago and that was 2010 he passed in like 2018 so it was yeah, quite some time after time. yeah it, w- it wasn't right after that or anything like that then we well, can get a speaking... really oh, sorry. funny little clip i think okay i think it was just a quick little scene of kelly mm-hmm. talking about how bethany did pita and she just goes well i wear fur 
I know. So it's her makeup artist, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just did Bethany with PETA. And she was like, they didn't ask me. I ate fur. <laughs> or no, no, I wear Kelly's fur. Kelly's had a few lines where I'm like, is she funny? Yeah. Like, well, you know, she invented a margarita. I'm like, where is this? Like, does the wit, does, does she know she's witty? Or it's just she says things, and you and I are finding it, like, witty and funny in the moment. I don't know, but I do think that it's just, like, she's just like, do I... Because he asked, do you eat meat? And she's like, do I meet? Hello, I'm from, like, the Midwest. Like, meat and potatoes all the way. Yeah. So, yeah, she's just way into that fur. And I don't blame her. Like, I, but, like, there's a whole other scene. Oh, right, they're doing the Playboy photo shoot. That's what the scene is. Yeah, so they're getting ready for it. My only comment that I wrote, I go, Kelly looks absolutely insanely beautiful. I can't even look at her on the screen. I wrote... She looks fucking stunning getting her makeup done. She's getting her yeah. makeup done. <laughs> like, she doesn't even need it. She's just so pretty. Um, and I, my other note was that she just seems a lot more open this season. Yes. Like, she feels, she, she feels you know different than the first season. Either she got closer to her producer or they gave her a new producer. Because whoever's producing her, I think, is better. Yeah, she got used to the cameras. Whatever Maybe. it is, something has changed a bit um, within her in these first couple episodes. But she also is just like, this is amazing. You're posing for the most infamous book in the world. It's a stamp that you're a beautiful woman. And I was like... I don't know if you want to live in an infamous book, Kelly. Like, the, it's not always the best thing to be proud yeah. of, you know? Um, infamous is not famous. Um, yeah. Wrong, wrong usage of the word. Uh, yeah, but I mean, if you've watched the Playboy, Secrets of the Playboy Mansion on Hulu, or I think it's No, I keep forgetting to watch that because I was obsessed with The Girls Next Door. I just watched, there's a whole episode with Holly Madison, and it's just, like, about that. Yeah, and uh, it was good. It was kind I of nothing met Kendra new. Wilkinson once, and she was so beautiful and very nice in person. It was when That's she was married to, to Hank, and yeah. I have a really funny picture with her. And she just was so cute. And Remember really how we sick. like all were just super obsessed with that show. I was obsessed with that reality show. I watched my mom and I used to watch it all the time together. That's the thing. Like you would watch it with like your family. You could watch it all the time, and then we're like, "Why are we watching?" Well, it was a very PG show. At yeah, the end. like it wasn't true. The things we learned later was not talked about on the show. We just thought it was like Heck and his girlfriends. <laughs> I was left. Why his not assistant. watch polyamory on television and totally yeah, be fine um, with it? I Not think like it, there's anything wrong with that. I didn't think that anyone was actually sleeping time. with him. Like, I don't think we thought any of those things were going on, and then you later found out, like, a lot more. Yeah, I don't think that, that we knew, like, all of the drums. No, we didn't know any of it. We thought there were three best friends. Yeah. And it made it seem like happy, cheery times. But yeah, we don't we really talk about Kendra Mary. on it, which I found interesting. But I also watched all of Kendra's spinoff shows, and she's my dream person to cast on Real Housewives of OC, and the fact that she is not on OC Ooh. is blasphemy. I think that she doesn't want to be in the spotlight. I, don't know. I, I know, really but Kendra, go Kendra, go Kendra. That was like her theme You're song. You're outrageous, or something yeah. like that. You're like, oh, now, uh, uh, go Kendra. That yes. was Oh, I loved her show. That was wild times. But yeah, I want her on OC. I've always wanted. She's really good friends with Sheena. Really? From Vanderpump. Mm-hmm. They like met at something and they've posted a bunch together throughout the years. She would be outstanding on Vanderpump. That would be wild. <laughs> oh my God, imagine her and Heather Dubrow together. Oh my God. That her and Tamara would be absolute best friends. Like, ugh. 
Yeah, okay. I'm imagining the possibilities now. I haven't um, thought about it in a while how much I wanted her on OC. I feel like that's no. another poll. Put it up. <laughs> yep. Or I also want Alexis Nyers on Real Housewives of OC. Who's Alexis Nyers? Um, from Pretty Wild. The, like... Oh, yeah. The one that was part of the bling ring, but, like, wasn't part of the bling ring, she yeah. says. Yeah. I, yeah. She's a big Housewives fan. And... Well, I mean, all she ever wanted was to be on TV. Oh, please. I love her. I love her. Um, speaking of people that always wanted to be on TV, we get to the Lindsay events. Lohan's mama. <laughs> Dina Lohan was there. Um, they were at an event for Ungaro. It's hosting a fashion night out. And I think this is the event that Ungaro. Luke came into the city to host. Oh, my God. Do you know that I thought that Lou said, I wear a lot of Umbro? And all no, I, could I think, think Lugaro of... was the name. I wrote that down. Do you remember Umbro shorts? They yeah, were like. But did I make this up? They were... like, I don't know. No, I think brand. you're right. Ungaro is a brand. Umbro. Yes, makes... Emmanuel Ungaro Paris. Yes, that, that is the brand. That makes way more sense than Umbro. I was like, I can't see Lou wearing Umbro shorts. Those like <laughs> soccer shorts. But they're talking about how oh Lindsay Lohan's mom is at this event. Um, and. Earlier, before we started recording, I talked about to see my favorite Atlanta scene. One of my favorite Atlanta scenes when Lindsay Lohan Daddy is with <laughs> Nene and Kim. And That's the wig Nene pull. is yelling at him. It's wig pull. Lindsay Lohan's daddy, you got to get out of here. Or something like that. Nene <laughs> yells at him. And it's just absolutely amazing. And who knew there was a Lindsay Lohan connection again that her mom. But that doesn't shock me. Lindsay's a New Yorker. It doesn't shock me that her mom would yeah. know Jill. And, um, yeah, that fellow that Long not, Island girl. Yeah, long, she's a Long Islander. She's from mm-hmm. Huntington, actually. Um, that's like right by you. That, well, that's where you. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, that's her, where you're from. <laughs> I saw Lindsay Lohan and her mom when I was ten years old at the park, and Parent Trap had just come out, <gasps> and I wanted to talk to her, and they kind of were like, "You can't come talk to her," and I was like, "Okay, it's fine. I don't blame." She was a kid. I mean, I was a kid, but yeah. Fair. Fair, but yeah. And definitely my dad saw her mom like a few times, just like mm-hmm. people would just see her like out and about because they are still all on Long Island. Um, but yeah, at this event is Jill, Luann, Kelly, and Alex. But Jill also knows uh, Dina Lohan because that was the funny thing is like Lou says like, Dina Lohan's here. And immediately Jill's like, I know her. My friend dated her. I like knew somebody who dated her or whatever. And like Lou's just like, Great, Jill, you just somehow always know everyone. <laughs> like, she's yeah. so like, can I just have this? Can I just have that I got Tina Lohan at my event? <laughs> I know. So then they start talking to Alex, and Lou brings up this thing with Alex's kids. Wait, we can't. You're what skipping. Did I, what did I miss? So Alex brings oh. a friend of hers who is gay, who is eccentric. Like, he's wearing, like, a leather corset. And, like, he's maybe on drugs. I don't know. He's got, like, kind of that personality, but he seems really fun. Like, he's either on drugs or he's just, like, on a high that he's at this event with all of these people. Mm -hmm. But either way, he just seems like a cool, artsy kid. And, like, Jill is so scared by him. And Alex is like, this is my day gay. And Alex is my, and like, Jill goes, you're night gay. And she's like, he's like, no, I'm the night guy. And yeah. I was like, all of this is horrible. Yep. But Jill is just I like. I did forget about that. 
But I, like, literally, it's so funny, though, because it, like, looks like she, like, adopted gay leather Dennis the Menace, basically. I was just like, who is this kid that you brought with you? Like, I literally was like, wait a minute, was there an adopted son, like, storyline? Because he's also seems much younger than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very uh, interesting run-in, to say the least. Uh, but then there is the uh, conversation between Alex, Kelly, Lou, and Jill, because Jill's like, it's the perfect time for me to bring up this great story that Lou told me about Alex and her children, because Kelly's here, and she doesn't know it yet. It's so, like, uh, uh, it just came from such a gross place. Yeah. So the story is that, I guess, when they got off the boat, Simon was coming to pick her up with the kids. The kids were climbing up a strange man's leg and being a bit unruly. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, in my head, I think, okay, here's Alex and Simon. Now my new perspective of life mm-hmm. and watching them i'm like here's young mom two young little boys yeah. both parents working no family lives nearby i know mm-hmm. they have paid help and nannies or whatever but they are two full-time parents who both work cut her some fucking slack man yeah. sorry for that i mean no we don't curse much on here but i'm like you are a mom why are you mom shaming her for this like they're mm-hmm. taking like these little moments that they see the boys that are in these like not normal circumstances. You don't know what's going on. And then they shame her for it. And it just. I think it's also me. something, you know, like whatever gender is a construct. But I do think that little boys can be a little bit more rambunctious than girls on average. And Jill, you had one very well behaved daughter. You don't Praying know what it's like me. to have me an <laughs> two children, you know? Yeah. And they're very like, young and they're very close in age. It's Who knows? Just, Maybe it was near nap time when he was picking them up yeah. and they're like losing their mind. Like, you know, you just, it's just gross to mom shame. And that is, it's, it's it really, was her only it's intention. An, gotcha. There was no, yeah. There was no other intention besides it to point out that Alex is a bad mom. Yep. It was and not to on rub camera. it into her, her book. Like, because I think that everyone's, but like the thing is, is like, and like Lou is like reveling in it too. But I'm like, all right, so you're so upset. That Mario said countless. But here you are being like, yeah, you should put it in the book that you like how to like get kids not to climb on people. And I'm just like, yo, like this is the exact same thing. That yeah, you it just feels like about. two parents who now have older kids that have forgotten what it's like to have younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what Alice says in her confessional. She said, don't listen to well meaning morons. Well, because they're like, do you have a book, a chapter in your book about not climbing up, like don't let your kids climb people? And she goes, no. But I do have one it's called "Don't Listen to the Well-Meaning Morons." Yeah, and she's she's like, upset. Be be supportive of her, or or if you really think there's like a problem with her children, don't come at it that way. That's like. And then they serve her. Then like the the server comes around with sea breezes, and this is Luann's event, and so I guess she picked the cocktail. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Which is like, it's an interesting choice. A sea breeze is cranberry. so gross. It's cranberry juice and vodka, right? It's just like not an actual cocktail. It's like to order at the casino or like at an all-inclusive resort in Mexico. Not what I wanted, like, a fashion, like... Yeah. Well, it's a classier drink. extremely strong, basically, all vodka. And so, like, they're joking around that it's truth serum because they're all trying to ply Alex from details for the Ramona party, which I'm like, if you don't like this person so much, why do you want to know every detail about their party? Hmm. Yeah. And Lou is trying to say, like, Alex, pick a team, and Alex just absolutely refuses to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think this is a situation where she needs to pick a team. Like, sometimes yeah. cause they're both in the wrong, and she has no skin in this game. So why would she choose to, to fight with people? So then they it? make fun of her for being like, I'm friends with everyone. They're like, Ugh. and I'm just like, yeah, she's friends with everyone. Leave her the fuck alone. Yeah. And then. Oh, I feel like we're going to say the same thing. You go, <laughs> I realize you go. how heated this whole event made me. Oh. Because uh, then they start, they keep talking about how they support Kelly, but then they also keep talking shit about her behind her back for doing the Playboy. But even worse, they're like, let's tell Alex what Kelly's doing. And they're so fucking proud of Alex, of Kelly doing Playboy. And Alex, you can tell, is already getting flustered. She, her eyes pop open. She's like, wow that's great like sorry if i just blew out your headphones but her voice goes up like 20 octaves because she is in the back of her mind being like ramona literally walked off the set you guys laid the fuck into me because there was a naked photo and now we're all excited because kelly's on playboy and immediately we cut to countess luann being like alex couldn't possibly ever like compare playboy to her photo and i was like why the heck she calls them alex's weird nude photos that's what she refers to and i'm just like first of all you judge kelly right off the bat second Mm -hmm. of all you guys are such hypocrites because just because like what if kelly's what if alex's photos had been leaked to playboy which Mm -hmm. they could have that's happened in the past so like not with Alex, but, like, that kind of scenario could have happened. And it's just, like, it's so gross. It's like, oh, okay, so Playboy is fine, but 
someone who was consensually also taking photos but just didn't get a lot of money for it or a lot of clout for it or infamy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it it's just, it was gross. It was gross. And I felt like really bad because Alex was just sitting there, sitting there just being like, okay, why the best are you, is you guys- know Alex is the only one who truly actually without judgment supports what Kelly's doing. But like, it's so funny because like Jill's just like kind of judging her as she's telling the news, Kelly, t- judging Kelly as she's telling Alex the news. And Alex just like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Whatever she wants to do is fine. Yeah. And um, you can just tell it's like the scene ends with Alex just being like, I'm going to go find Simon. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, you are running to your husband and being like, Carl, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, if you want her to be on your team, you guys aren't doing a good job selling it. That's, no. that's for sure. Like, and But the thing is, is like, I think that Jill and Lou are so off on their, like, we're team us and we're going to go against them and we're get, we're great that I think that they are delusional as to what they're really saying. Yeah. They're not connected yeah. to. I I agree. Um, I, I don't think I missed anything. Is the next scene them going to talk to the psychic? Yes. Okay. So Jill brings the psychic to talk to Lou. Mm-hmm. And... I did think it was funny. The psychic says that Lou's going to date someone with the name Jay. Yeah. And as we know, Jacques. She says he's a... Right? Was it that yeah, his name? Jacques. Yeah. yeah. And um, she says that it will be... He will be a seller. So I looked it up. And she, like a business person seller, Jacques uh, sells wine and other imported like food goods. Do so, we know if he's been divorced? Because she also said he, he has been divorced. So I couldn't find any proof of him being divorced for 10 years. I don't. Right. I couldn't find any prior relationships to Countess Lu, from Countess Luann. I didn't go that far in the Google machine, but I will say um, he, his, in later seasons, we'll see his fiance and I believe now wife, Paige. Um, yes, he did. I remember that. And. I feel like Lou is, like, a little skeptical, but I'm like, unless you told Jill about this, how would she know? Like, we don't know that she's seen anyone at this point. Yeah. There's no better psychic than um, the one that Kim Zolciak uh, saw. I'm sorry. Because she actually predicted, like, numerous, numerous things for Kim. Oh, I don't remember that one. I mean, oh, yeah, to me, she the told best... her, like, how many kids she was going to have and, and marrying Croy and the exact sex and... Oh, a wow. few other like things that she had the psychic on a few times, and I remember that it was like weirdly correct. I just remember Alison Dubois, and One there's nothing better. Forget. Like I mean, whenever anyone mentions that, I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. She well, was, she was smoking correct. a tampon. She was, just, she was looking at the wrong person. That's yep. that's all her. She was absolutely correct. Well, they were also like plied with tequila that night too. Yeah, so, so it makes sense. Her readings, you know, like a little, were off. a little off. Um, but also she said one of my favorite lines in Housewives history where she's like I can tell and like when someone's gonna die or like how they're gonna live their life I love that about me mine is he will never emotionally fulfill you both great lines but just saying I love that about me what an episode so Uh, great anyway so Jill asked us about her relationship with Bethany and I wrote, so what 
Jill decides in this moment she's finally ready to reveal the voicemail that Bethany left her. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down the exact voicemail. that Before I, she cuts it off, which is very yes, important to me. she does cut it off. But let's hear but, it. Okay. She says, hi, it's Bethany. You really need to get a hobby. I have to be honest with you. Find something to do with your time other than pick battles. Okay? Honestly, it's absurd. I did nothing wrong. You want to say what's really bothering you? Then say what's really bothering you. Because you know what? I've had it. I've paid my dues to you. I've told every person in New York. I wrote in the front of my end of message. And I said it that fast because that is how fast Bethany was speaking. And it took a I had to pause every second to, I thought I could type it right. No, she was literally going a mile a minute. Doing the Lord's work there. Yep. Thank you, Danielle. You're welcome. I like thought about it and I was like, I would like to reiterate this exact message <laughs> well because it does come into question the verbiage of it a couple of times but i, do I think, think i know what she is saying where it cuts off right at the beginning. i wrote in the front of my i think she's saying book, book. that she dedicated yeah. some of it to jill i don't know yeah. exactly what she did but i imagine she talks about jill and i think that's where that sentence is going but i think that there is probably more to that message oh definitely and Jill I, is calculated. Yeah. And I think it wasn't the scene ending. She chose to cut it off. And I just wonder what else was said. And we'll, we'll keep going because there's more to this. So basically the psychic is just saying, like, I felt like this wasn't super psychic stuff. This was just kind of like anyone would have said this. Like, she's got a boyfriend. She's got a lot of money now. And she sees things differently. And Yeah. <laughs> like, that was yeah, yeah, it wasn't what it really was. like psychic esque. Um, I feel like Jill just needed some scene to finally play the voicemail, so she chose yeah this scene to be the one. Like I don't, there was nothing psychic about it. So um, then we see Bethany, and she's with Jason, and they go to Tenjun. Uh, it's Jason's birthday, and which is the bar that they met. Because I yes. remember, I think I said I was wondering. Yeah, you know how they met? They met on a drunk night out, it seems. Yes. And they like to reenact it all the time together, which is a weird, weird, I don't know if that's good couple stuff. I wonder if she meant, like, when people say, how did you guys meet? And is it like they go into a lot of detail rather than just saying, like, we were drunk in the bar we met of, like, more details? I I don't don't know. know. They're so annoying. But, uh, so, the camera... Oh, well, so it's Jason's she, birthday, so they're having... She's throwing a birthday party for him. Yes, but when and they're talking about the reenactment, I thought oh. it was really interesting, because he's like, all the cameras were on you, and then the cameras went away, and you were sad. And I was like, ooh, Jason, this is not yeah. a good look on you. Um, so, Molly and Julie are the first to arrive. At the birthday party. Uh-huh. And then there's other friends that come. But I think we should just get to the the real meat of this scene where... Before we do, I have to say something that I hate myself for. Please do. I thought Jason looked so hot in this scene. It's like, okay. Thought, Jason can be hot sometimes. Dude, it's... he looked good. This was the first time I was like, oh, you're an attractive man. Like Jason with his shirt had... on, I get it. He had just, like, a nice something about his outfit. His hair looked good. He, he just, he had a good vibe that night. And I there's, was like, I, there's certain not that I thought he was ever ugly, but this was the first time I was like, oh, you're kind of hot. I used to love him, love him. Like, I put him on a pedestal watching, like, 
I was a big Jason fan. Yeah. Which was part of the reason that she had issues because everyone loved him and hated her. Well, he was yeah, like Angel Jason he, and she treated him like shit. He came off really well. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also like this is a great example because at the party, his friend says something like she's like, oh, is that like what day is the Preakness? I believe they're talking about it because she's like, it's usually on my birthday. And the guy answers, his friend answers, and he's like, oh, it's, like, actually the first week of October, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she's like, what what is this man? She turns to the woman next to her, and she's like, what is he saying? He's like, blah, 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 blah. And it's just mean. It's not funny. And she kind of doubles down on it, and she's like, you don't make any sense. And then Jason calls her out on it real harsh. She's like, why would anyone talk to you? You just eviscerated this man. And like, this is a harsh personality, man. I mean, I think both were in the wrong. It's not a great thing to call out your lady for eviscerating somebody, but also you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, And then an interesting thing at this party, Jill, I mean, Bethany says she misses Jill and that Jill would have been there. And yeah, he does acknowledge that. Um, yeah, she says life moments without Jill are hard. And then she says, I'm not going to screw this one up. Yep. Which I, I was blah. like, I wrote, yikes. Glad you had the same reaction I did. <laughs> um, Can we go back to a place that we've visited many a times on Housewives, the Cipriani, because clearly this is the only place that rich people go for events in New York City. Or the only place that will always allow their cameras in. <laughs> true, 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 something. But it is the international... Tennis legend ball, and the only the note I wrote was, "Oh my God, do you think Martina was there?" <laughs> oh my God, I wonder. Honoring Hall of Fame people, like there's a very high chance that would have been amazing. What if she was there with Julia? What if that's where she met Julia? I'm just oh, making up rumors now. It's not where she met them because she's been with Julia for 14 years, so they were already together. But like, I was literally like looking in the background. I was like, "Martina, are you there?" Martina, like, googling the 2010 Legends tennis ball. Are you gonna Google it? I should have, maybe. Uh, uh, well, maybe that's something that we'll put, you'll, you'll put on the uh, the old Instagram. Yeah. Well, you know, what was it? Oh, I, was, I watched uh, a new tennis thing came out on Netflix, and Martina was in some clips. And I've obviously known Martina well before Julia. Like, I'm a, I love tennis. So I get very excited that whenever I see her, like, on the show. Yeah. But, yes, Ramona is there with Mario. And then Jill is also, for some reason, an attendee at this event. I don't really know why Jill is there. I know why Ramona is there. We know Mario is a ranked tennis player for his, like, age mm-hmm. bracket or whatever. But I'm like, what is Jill doing there? Um, money. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but um, the funniest is that Jill walks in um, after Ramona and, yes. and Mario are already there. And Ramona sees somebody and screeches. And Jill's like, oh, there's Ramona. I can, yeah, I, can... I don't even think Jill's standing anywhere near her, and she immediately knew that yeah. it was Ramona. But uh, I kind of like that in a way, because I do love that there's, like, certain friends that you know they're, like, sounds the second. Like, you could be in the most crowded place, and you hear them, and you're like, that's that person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they bring up the countless thing again, and I'm just like, even though I know it's only been three episodes and not that much, I just feel like it really isn't that big a deal. Nope. Well, because like you said before, it's just Mario being thick. Like, if he had just been like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, I know Jill calls him a baby and an asshole in her confessional for not apologizing. 
but it's like the how do they not understand the more you bring it up the less likely he is yeah gonna apologize and i don't know the, the fact is is that he didn't say it to her face it was never something he said with her intention of hearing clearly i'm not defending it but i just want to be like just move on like it's not yep. if that's if you're gonna get this bent out of shape about this like you're on housewives ladies shit's gonna get like i love that she's like yelling at mario for saying luann and the countless line yet then in her confessional two seconds later she calls him a baby and an asshole as yep. if like those things are not equally as whether it's true or not because again yeah. the countless is like an untrue thing i don't know i don't know i feel like i'm defending mario and that's not the intent of this i no. do not defend Mario. <laughs> this podcast does not defend mario or any of his <laughs> disclaimer going across the screen the girl does not defend mario she's just tired of a one word being such a big deal I agree. It's like on Beverly Hills with um, uh, Crystal and what was the word? Oh, violated. Violated. And it was just like someone can feel something and you don't agree with them, but it's still how they feel. Yeah. That was like an but entire season. But they just talked about season. the one word, so like such an obsession <laughs> over this, yeah. this word and that. That drove me nuts. Um, so after this little like back and forth, we see that coming up is the uh, reunion of sorts with Jill and Bethany are going to see each other again at a fashion show. And it's just like literally one of those little like coming ups. And like, I got so anxious. <laughs> yes. made my heart race. I really <laughs> did. Before we get to that, we get to go to Kelly's apartment, which Jill's going to see for the first time. And you know, Kelly's apartment's got to be amazing if Jill is impressed by it. Yeah, it's huge. Jill calls it massive, and then you realize that there's an upstairs, and I'm like, oh, dang, someone's divorce settlement was good. Well, it's in Soho. It's a loft apartment in Soho, but it's also, like, those windows are huge. That's a big fucking room to walk into for New York. There's a giant life-size horse in her apartment. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, are we not going to talk about the elephant horse in the room? And so Jill gets to get up on the horse although jill's very much like oh i'm too fat i shouldn't go and i didn't love that she felt that way but she gets on the horse and it's kind of a cute moment yeah and then the biggest takeaway from the scene is that we find out that the playboy shoot was not the 40th anniversary <laughs> thing but like i don't know it's just a classic jill to be like harping on this it's like what, what do you care well it's no just... jill's not just harping on it she's like you should you should talk to your agent. You like the, your your agent messed you up because your agent shouldn't be telling you those things. Like, and I'm just like Kelly, just heard it wrong, dude. It's not like she said I was going to be a Playboy and actually she's going to be in like Hustlers magazine. Exactly, like, she's still going to be in Playboy. It doesn't matter if it's the 40th anniversary. Like, it, it didn't take away from what the cool thing she got to do being a Playboy. And I was like, why were you even tr- doing the math and calculating that? Like, it's just looking for. For issues, for no reason, because no one cared. Yeah. Also, is Kelly's apartment in the Friends building? Because they showed the exterior, and it looks a f- lot like the Friends building. Really? Yeah. Well, no. Um, Maybe she's got that rent control. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, she also says that the horse is from the Met. Yes, she did say that. And I Which was like, I was like, I have a lot of follow-up questions. Again, I did Google to try to find out about their divorce settlement and if they had a prenup, but I couldn't find anything. But, like, 
Is that something that you're just like, exit through the gift shop, I'll take the life-size horse, thanks, bye? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm no, I just want to know. You are not asking the correct person about art from Fair. the Met. And, no, they have auctions. The Metropolitan Opera House probably has art auctions. Not the Opera House, it. it's the art. Oh, I'm not <laughs> You're, you're thinking of Alex and Simon. Alex was going to the Met Gala. Yeah, I thought she was going to the Met Ball, and then I realized it was the Metropolitan Opera House. Oy. Confusing, <laughs> both in New York. Um, but uh, she also. I hands... think they do auctions. It was. Well, it could have been like a Christie's auction type thing. Fair. But maybe it was on display at the Met, and then you know who knows. Do you knows? remember there was that like art exhibit thing that happened where there were like a bunch of horses all around randomly New York, like just like painted though it wasn't like oh yeah see-through like that one i wonder if it was like the first iteration of that artist's horse i don't know i just love that she was like mm, life says horse perfect i'll take one yeah. <laughs> you know? what a great centerpiece um, seven-year-old she... horse girl me would have lost her mind at that in the house so oh, for sure i'm jealous I'll, I'll let derek know what to get you for your birthday um <laughs> <laughs> i also thought it was ridiculous that kelly gives Jill a drink in her Jill mug and I was like there's mugs with Jill's face on it I, yeah I have questions that? about that yeah yeah um so then we, we go to Alex go to Brooklyn and it's really funny because there's like upbeat music and then it goes to like it's like all these images of New York City, Manhattan, and it's like Manhattan, Manhattan, and then you go over the bridge, and then it's like dum 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 Brooklyn, and I was like, man, they are shady as fuck about being in Brooklyn. I know. Uh, you know what? It's a borough of New York City, so Brooklyn's more expensive than Manhattan these days. I know some parts. We've um, already been through this. We know Alex and Simon made a great investment in their townhouse, yeah. so they made a crap ton of money from it uh so then we get a dinner scene like basically um alex is making dinner for her and the uh the boys and uh simon and she's like making a drink for simon and he comes in and she's just like oh like she starts telling him like did i tell you what jill said at the party and he's like no and she starts saying it and like i thought it was really nice because it was about the boys that they're like and, like, one of her sons is, like, playing on the counter. And she, they're just like, we should get him out of here. And so... Yeah, and then it shows them how well-behaved they were. And they were just nicely sitting on the couch. So it's like... Oh, they were beyond nicely behaved. They were, like, cuddling on the couch. They I were know. so cute. So it's like, don't judge them. Like, ugh, the mom shame. As, that's just, it just yeah. annoyed me. Um, but, yeah, it was sweet. I like... Alex called Jill mommy dearest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Simon actually, like, really is super insightful here, where he's just mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't take any of Jill's parenting skills. Like, Jill's a mama bear until she has to actually be a mother, <laughs> which is really... I also thought he was very insightful that he talks about how Luann and Jill are BFF now, and he goes, you know why? Yeah. He was divorced. She's the underdog now. And I'm yeah. like, damn, Simon. But then he also... Um, it was really sweet because she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm just like, she's like, oh, I'm just venting this all to you. And he's like, that's what husbands are for. And I was like, that's so nice. We know that they have a great relationship, obviously being married all these years later and being one of, I would say, the stronger couples to ever come out of the world of housewives. Um, yeah. Which is why I never yeah. got why they went on couples 
like VH1 couples counseling money. or whatever. They didn't need the counseling. Money. Fair. I guess I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I just keep thinking about how we're going to see Alex on this Ultimate Girls trip. And I cannot I just, wait. I'm getting I excitement can. Alex lives already. Me too. I Listen, I know I got a few messages from you guys that are like, I know you two like Alex, but I still don't like her. And I'm like, you got to just, you got a different lens in. You got to see her through a new perspective. Yeah, I really think it's the rewatch. I, I really, I agree why people don't, but like, I think that she's not this like weird, desperate woman. I think she's just like this really quirky hipster. Yeah, and I do think, uh, yeah, at times they were desperate for the limelight and this and that, but like, I don't know who would like. All of them are. Not, all of them are. Like, she's no different than Jill. Any of them yeah. at, at this time. And especially Housewives was so new. I can't even imagine the opportunities that were being thrown their ways and I who knows did they have management people guiding them like probably not yeah probably uh, if they did I don't think Simon would have ever recorded that song oh that's right god um so then Best we go to clip. the Jill Stewart fashion show yes and Jill are like this is the Jill last scene Lou, of the of the episode Jill and Lou are hanging on each other and they're just like cause Jill's having a bad day cause she knows she's gonna see Bethany and but we all know that anxiety when you're like not in a good I mean not in a good place someone you know yeah. you're gonna see them that is this, the, the pit in your stomach is for sure there I like her makeup shows it because she's wearing her emo goth makeup to the Jill Stewart show and Bethany goes up and she, like to her credit she goes right up to them she's like I, I knew that I have to get it over with quickly and as soon as possible so she like goes up and she's like hi hi nice to see you nice to see you are you guys going upstairs? I'm going upstairs. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, classically, it's a drive-by, which yeah. she does. And, like, I get it. You're at an event. You shouldn't have a big blow-up there. But, like, Jill's just, like, did an alien just invade the room? What happened? I know. They do a few in-the-moment interviews at this fashion show, and I just really wish they brought those back. Like, I love them so much. Like, I'm talking, like, literally pulled her to the side, and mm-hmm. she's talking directly to the camera. And I, you know, they... They yeah. stopped doing those, and I just really love them, and I wish I think that would be so fun to bring back. Yeah, I agree, because Bethany says hi to Kelly, and then she goes, yeah, Kelly just wants all cartwheels, roses, lollipops, and only pe- people to only say nice things, and I thought that was really funny. Well, you know why I also love those in-the-moment things, too, is because obviously we know, like, later, like, the actual confessions are filmed later. People mm-hmm. help give them. This is their true Well, they cut emotion. that, too, though, because... I thought it was really funny because you hear Bethany say that, but then it cuts away from that very kind of abruptly, and she goes, but, and then it's completely different audio sound, and I'm sure that this was recorded at different time because she goes, but there's a much bigger things on my hand because Lou and Beth, because Lou and Jill are here, and I can yeah. feel that that Jill's, like, staring da- me down. And uh, Jill's stewing about it. But Jill doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to talk about it. And um, Jill, they finally, at the end of the show, talk. Mm-hmm. And Jill's just saying the line that she's been waiting for. Ugh, it's with the hobby line. And I love that Jill's like, I don't want to discuss it. And then she continues to discuss it. Yeah. Well, she basically, like, Jill's just so excited to... to be like, I got a hobby. And then, fucking, like you said, like, Jill, Bethany's like, I don't want to discuss it. She keeps discussing it. But then, Jill, they talk about how they played the message. 
and Bethany looks just like she was stabbed. Yeah. Because she was like, that was a private message, which again makes me think that there was a lot more said on that recording. And I feel like also, it was Also, something very had personal. to lead up to her leaving that message. She didn't just randomly decide mm-hmm. to leave that message. Like, what What was your leaving? I need the context of all the things that happened before then, you know? It just, like, the way that Bethany's face changes when she hears that and the way that, like, her whole demeanor is just, like, she played that. That, like, that just really took her to a new level. Yeah. Because I think also Bethany finally realized, like, oh, Jill's doing this majority for the show. Mm-hmm. She's making this bigger than it is for the show. Which Jill, yeah. I think, eventually will admit. But yeah, because later. Bethany kind of says, like, she says her right at the start. She's like, everyone says you're upset with me, meaning as though... That she's not saying She doesn't understand her. what Jill is upset at her about. Yeah. But another solid which, episode... You know I still bring it back partially to the Bobby stuff. Oh, I think you're 100% right, especially after seeing this and being like, Bobby was in the hospital for three days. And, like, I get where Bethany probably was. It was three days. I was away. I couldn't be there. Whatever. He's fine. It's minor. You know, we they probably knew that he had a decent chance. But no matter what, that's your friend that you were so close with. You lived in the house with her and Bobby. Even like, some correct. random at a fucking picnic knows that, you know, at a barbecue knows that you guys were super close and Jill's hurt, you know? Yeah, yeah. More than just sending something, she wanted her to be there for her. Yeah. So we will see. That's kind of where it ends it. We will pick up there, I think, in the next episode. We're getting into the juice of it. I love this episode. Still no Sonia. Still no Sonia. I know, I I don't know why I thought she was appearing in this episode, but I just can't wait. It's going to be a surprise. I don't know when she's going to appear. So I'm just so giddy about it. It's going to be amazing. But uh, stay tuned and uh, watch what happens along with us. (laughs) Um, Rate, review, and thank you so much for listening, gang. Yes. um, Yeah, this has just been great. I'm just absolutely loving season three. This is what I thought. Yeah. it would be, and it's very enjoyable. Um, it's really nice to watch it keep getting better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a reminder, you know, when we always say New York is a lead and New York is this, it's like, as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is the glory days that I feel so many Bravo fans are still, like, searching for or, like, feel yeah. some of the zhuzh is missing from some of the shows right now. Agreed. Well, we will be back next week with more. So thanks so much, everybody. Uh, we'll see you then. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.